This week, the obvious question is, are technological conveniences taking over my life? I'm Mike Trevisano, and each week on our show, one of the hosts, Joe Bertalek, Bob Meyer, and myself, asks a question that may seem to have an obvious answer on the surface, but once we get into it, there's much more underneath. And we invite you to help us find some answers through comments on our site, obviousquestion.wordpress.com, or on our Facebook page for The Obvious Question. And hey, if you're liking the show, please share it, or give us a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to. So for many of us, we're fortunate to live in a time of unprecedented convenience where cars park themselves, home utilities can be managed through your phone, and turning out the lights can be accomplished by simply uttering aloud, okay, Google, ask Alexa to tell Siri to turn the lights off. But what price do we pay for these conveniences? Are we losing something important when we give these seemingly simple or mundane human activities over to a technological solution? My wife and I, the other night, were watching TV, and the commercial came on of, uh, I think it was a Ford, and it had that technology where it can parallel park itself. And we were we noted, like, wow, that's that's cool that it can parallel park itself. But what, what we started chatting about is, when we learned how to drive, parallel parking was sort of the one big lesson that was the hardest to get, no doubt, and the one that kind of paid the most dividends, because it's the one that tells you, like, you are surrounded by 2,000 pounds of steel and you're in charge of it. And if you bump into something or a person or if you're not aware of your surroundings, like there can be real problems. And and it's the thing that kind of, I know for me, gave me the most amount of respect for a car, right? And And it started and made us think about other technology, right? Like, okay, Google or the Alexa thing. Or, it's Alexa, right? The Amazon one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, it's, and it's, you know, you know, okay, Google, turn up the stereo because it's three feet away and I just can't reach out and, you know, turn up the stereo with my, with my fingers, right? And it made us start to wonder, is, is, are these technological Im- improvements, advancements, uh, conveniences, right? Are they taking away something about what it is to be human? You know, what it is to, you know, to, to lead a human life? Is it making us lazy? You know, so I, you know the obvious question. I guess if I was gonna phrase it in kind of a fun way, it would be like, I don't know. Okay, Google, are you making me less of a human <laughs> or something like that, right? You know, um, I I think you both of you guys have these devices. I wonder what your take on it is. Yeah, I I have an uh, Alexa. It's actually an Echo Dot. I think it's called. But you, you you refer to it as Alexa, and you ask it questions and stuff. And so far, Mike, the only thing I've really used it for is to play music. You know, it's kind of cool because she can say, Alexa, play such and such. And, you know, if if the uh, if she has that that record, you know, that that record, yeah, I mean, the old technology, the, that, that song. Wow. <laughs> Alexa, put on put on the disc, <laughs> flip it over to the B side, Alexa, play, play the waltz, Alexa. <laughs> That's funny that it came out like that. But the you know, the idea that you can ask for music that was, you know, 10, 20, 50, 100 years old. And, you know, if she's got it, she'll play it. And, and I can play it through a Bluetooth speaker and get really nice sound and stuff. So I do appreciate that. But there is something about what you're saying, Mike, that I think is it's a real danger. I think we are building total incompetency into people. And the competency is knowing the technology and how to use it, which is useless if the technology is not there. So the minute it fails... Everybody kind of looks around and says, does anyone have any idea how to turn on the TV? <laughs> it's like, mm. what do we do? And I actually had this experience years ago. We put a 
a beautiful teleconference system in the in the in the boardroom of the company I worked for. It was uh, EDS, and um, the phone rang, and a bunch of managers, myself included, were sitting around the table, and we're looking at this device in the middle. It looked like a space age, you know, some kind of a looked like a spaceship actually sitting in the center of the table, and it was the device, but none of us knew how to activate it or how to answer it. And we're sitting there looking at it, and, and we're saying, yeah, when, how do you turn this thing on? We've never been in this room before. This is new, new technology. And one of the guys had been there before reached over, and he, he just picked up what looked like, it didn't look like a receiver. It was a receiver for the phone, if you want to pick it up and, and talk on it, as opposed to it being like a teleconference unit. And he goes, hello, like that. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's how you do it, right? You pick it up and go, hello. But <laughs> I'd lost the, the competency to recognize that as a phone and be able to just pick it up and say hello. And I think what we're doing is we're, in a sense, we're getting smarter with the technologies, but we're getting much dumber with the, with the ability to use devices and things like that, even things as simple as tools. I mean, if you think about the competency level of most people when it comes to repairing anything in their home, and I mean anything, you know, from the simplest thing to the most complicated, it's almost non-existent. And I, I know this because I, I have kids and I've got you know, cousins and you know stuff like that that they call me up every now and then they ask me questions like that. And I think, you should know this. This is something you should just be aware of how to unplug a drain or something like that. Simple things, not even as technology uh, efficient as you're talking about, Mike. But I think I think there is a danger in this. And I think it, it also I don't even know if it, it speaks of laziness, or whatever. I'm not sure where that is. But but I know it it definitely is removing competency that we typically would have had years ago to su- support ourselves and do things ourselves. Yeah, I'm wondering if the same thing came up, you know, in the 1950s when, you know, the microwave was introduced or, you know, when we got rid of the rotary phone, you know, and it's push button, you know, it's just this whole evolution of, you know, things that are supposed to um, make our lives simpler, but they, you know, they really don't. One of, one of my favorite books is a book that was written a number of years ago. Is, I think it was called Technology Biting Back, and it was the unintended consequences of introducing new technology that... It's supposed to make your life more efficient. But even the Alexa thing, right? Like, I agree with Joe. I, I use it primarily to tell, tell Alexa to, to play different radio stations for me or listen to a podcast. Uh, I haven't really exploited it to do other things, but I do know people that have all their electronics in their house hooked up to it, like their thermostat. Uh, they have their, uh, their lighting hooked up to it. Um, and, and I don't know, some of it to me appears to be a novelty, you know, is that really improving your your life? Is that saving three seconds? Because there, there's more things you have to do, right? You had to buy all these special light bulbs and install them. You had to um, hook up this $400, $500 thermostat. So it's intended to get you hooked into, you've got all these products, and then probably two years down the road, they're going to be replaced by something else, right? I mean, Things that used to be, you know, you bought a TV set that would last for 10 years. Now everybody's like, well, no, now I've got to get the super flat screen. Oh, you've got a 1080p TV? I've got a 4000K TV. So it's like, it's this, the technology keeps getting better, cheaper, but in a way it's it's intended to, it, it's this whole, I don't know, materialistic kind of nature of like, well, I've got to have the newest toy. I've got to. I've got to replace my old Apple Watch with the new one that's waterproof. Because when I'm scuba diving, I want to look at my text messages <laughs> and also know yeah. what you know 
check my breathing apparatus on on my on my watch. I mean, it's just totally ludicrous. The um, like I think I, I don't want, I wonder if some of it is as you get older like like us or anybody it's like when something that you grew up with disappears there's that feeling of loss like whether it's the parallel parking I don't know I, I think I can live without the parallel parking I know my kids said to me the other day <laughs> I've got three drivers and they're like like we went out to dinner and all the whole family was in the car and Pierce was like Oh my God! He goes, I, I can't believe you got in that spot. He goes, I, I I would never get in there in a million years, and and I'm like, guys, your your father grew up in New Jersey and Manhattan. I I can get in anywhere, you know. But what, I think I can let it go if I don't have to parallel park anymore. And I know yeah. this cursive writing is another thing. It's not related to technology, but most kids don't know how to write. And I heard this on a radio program the other day about people arguing. It was a older older radio jockeys and then some younger guys and they were arguing about whether the cursive write of writing should come back and it has been reintroduced into some schools and the argument was well you you can't sign your name you, you have contracts you need to sign your name but i don't even know if that's true because even from a work perspective most of the contracts i get now are are through adobe and it, it's digitally signed and most programs like even uh my son just applied for a job and got a job somewhere, and all the documents he had to sign were were online. Um, my daughter's uh, buying a, you know, looking to buy a house, and same thing for her. Uh, all the different loan applications and things like that are sent to her via email, and it's like choose your digital signature. Do you want this one, this one, this one, or this one? And then click this box to authorize this. This is truly you. So I, I don't know that we ever have to sign our name again. Um, hmm. Maybe we just. I don't know. I, I, I'm scared by some of it in terms of like, wow, are we going to get lazy? I do agree with that, that, you know, some of this just makes us kind of like just eventually we just sit back and use our VR goggles and, and watch the world go by. And we forget that there's, there's birds out there and there's a place to go fishing. You know, when I look around, I, I feel like I see the characters from that Disney movie, Wally. Mm-hmm. You know, the the big super overweight, you know, floating around in their, you know, their their hover chairs, right? You know, just being fed, you know, purple <laughs> juice or whatever. You know. Yeah. I, I know that that, you know, a lot of the advancements, the conveniences, you know, a a good marketer would say, Well, it's not just convenience what we're giving. We're giving you time. That's what you you're getting time back to do other things. But I think of how how cluttered life is already with kind of worthless things that you're giving me more time to go i don't know play with my other cluttered crap and and if i think of a convenience item compared to the real thing i can't think of any that are better than the real thing like bacon break cookies are not nearly as good as homemade chocolate chip cookies and anything made in a microwave is not as good as its equivalent made you know by hand right or from from scratch so you know, you gave me time, you know, with my microwave lasagna, right? I don't have to make a real lasagna so that I can go, you know, I don't know, listen to music just by telling my computer to play it, right? But maybe there's a huge amount of value if I don't do those things, if I if I rid my life of the clutter or be conscious of places where, you know, I'm going to purposefully take the time, I'm going to make something from scratch because, like, there's quality in it, there's love in it, there's, you know, there's something to it that makes life, you know, more special because yeah. it came from a, a special place. 
I was yeah, thinking I about like the, what you're oh, saying, Mike. Yeah. Good, good. Oh, I was just going to say when Mike was talking about all these things, it, technology, I was thinking about why do I like, I like The Walking Dead. I don't know if we have listeners that are fans of The Walking Dead, but I think one of the reasons why I like it is because they're they're learning to survive without any of this technology. I mean, outside of knowing how to, mm. you know, hotwire a car or, or to, you know, fix the engine of a car. That's really all they need. They, they really don't have any electronics. Um but they go about living, and I'm wondering, you know, with the dependence on all the technology, what happens in some sci-fi way that it all gets wiped out? That you know, it doesn't exist anymore. There is no, there's no power or electricity, and we have to go back to the basics. And I think maybe that's the thing: is we get rid of all these things, and no human knows how to perform these things anymore. Um, how do we go on? Yeah, and I, I certainly have that same feeling, Bob, but what Mike was talking about, and you were talking about just, just before that, the idea of the microwave saving time or the, the technologies we have that are, and they're, they're, set, they're, they're said this way, or I've heard them this way, is, is yeah, it saves you time. It gives you more opportunity for the, the family involvement or the, you know, get more work done or get more done with, you know, less less uh, backbreaking work on your part. You know, all, all this stuff, I think... I think that the message that they're putting out is true. I mean, it is true. And I think that there's there's a dilemma here. And, and here's here's a dilemma for me is, um, I, I think I read an article years ago, uh, or I heard it from somebody, that when the microwave came out and people started to adopt it and it became part of the kitchen, that we lost the the family, the mom, and, and typically the daughters, sometimes the sons as well, cooking dinner together, having the conversation, you know, the stuff that goes into the family involvement in the in the that meal, like you were saying a minute ago, Mike, that it's a, it's so much better. And there's a personal piece that you've got by having to stand in the kitchen and and cook things over the stove and stuff like that. And I think most of the the things you're talking about, the technologies and stuff, do save you the time if you would fill that time with valuable personal time, you know, with family and stuff would be a great win. But I don't think we do that. I think the reason we're using it in the first place, we don't have the time. So we quickly get into the technology to say, this will save me 10 minutes here, an hour there, cook dinner quick. And there's something lost. So as you're talking, I was thinking, so what's lost? And I thought, well, there's that old trade-off thing. You know, what am I trading off by doing this versus something else? And and I like the answer. The, the big answer for me is you're trading off your life. Whenever you say trade-off, you're thinking about, well, I trade this for that. What the, that is, is typically your life. And in the case of the microwave, you're trading off the life you could have with, with your mom or your dad cooking over a stove, fixing a meal, laughing, telling jokes, whatever. You're trading that for convenience that gives you more time to do something else you want to do. So I, I'm, it's hitting me that the, the answer I want to give to you know, why this could be a real issue for the future is, is that trade-off is, is that picture you talked about a minute ago with Wally is where everybody's kind of just out there doing their thing, floating around, whatever, but there's not that communication, that connection that is forced when you when you have to do that kind of work together. I can imagine years ago, washing clothes was a big chore. Well, now today I throw it in the washer, I walk away, come back, throw it in the dryer, walk away, come back, fold the stuff, and I'm done. I might spend 10 minutes on a total, and that would be a lot. Whereas before, if I was there with my mom or my dad or my brothers and sisters, I remember washing dishes as a kid, you know, before they had dishwashers, before they were very popular. I remember, you know, actually standing at the sink and with a, a sink full of soapy water and a sink full of, you know, clean water is washing, rinsing in three stages and then somebody drying in you know, the third stage. And I remember the conversations and the fun we had with that. 
I don't think we have that anymore. I think that's disappearing very quickly. Throw them a dishwasher, close the door, and go about your business, which typically means everybody goes somewhere else as opposed to coming together. So I think the big thing here might be a trade-off that we're, we're giving without realizing what it is we're trading. We think we're trading for the better. I think in some cases, most cases, we're trading off our lives for that, you know, for that convenience. You know, I, I the, a big example I think I see it, where the, the where the trade-off is is serious it, it are things like factory farms, right? Like, you know, real super convenient chicken at a low price or whatever the, the meat is, right? But the trade-off is is substantial if you see what's really happening in those farms and how the how the animals are treated and things like this. But you know, here's here's the cool thing, I think, is that I feel like there are definite pockets of people who are who are resistant. Right. And and I don't mean just, you know, organic free range, you know, meat, you know, buyers, that kind of thing, or people just going vegetarian, whatever. But even in other ways, like I recently read a, a, an article or that last year, record albums, LPs outsold digital music in, in the UK. I think it was a UK source. And and, and it's because people are are going back to the value of like that analog recording, it really does sound better to a lot of ears. And there's something really cool about a tangible, you know, album cover with the album art and the liner notes and all that kind of stuff that we lose with digital music. And I, and I, myself, we don't, I brought up bacon break cookies cause we don't eat them anymore. You know, like I make them, you know, or, or, or my wife makes them or whatever. We take the time. We don't do it, you know, super often, but like we see value in that stuff. So we make a point to like, if we want them, that's how we're going to have them because there's a value there. I think going to this stuff consciously is is the way to fight against it. You know, some things are for convenience and are a good are a good idea, but it's like being able to make a conscious choice of what those things are as best as you can is the I think the way to go. Hmm. Yeah, and I would add, Mike, that yes, and if somehow when I did made that conscious choice, it went toward the technology. If I was really good, I would I would be careful about trying to get out of it what what it it boasts that it's doing. In other words, it's saving me time. Well, is it saving me time that I'm using effectively and I'm going to be fully present? And all great. Then I should do it, and I should cause call it a labor saving device. And I don't want to go back to the the non dishwasher days, that kind of thing. But I think a lot of times I don't I'm not conscious that way, and I I tend to do that and six more things so I can mm. get them all done, which puts me kind of in a funny place and then the technology starts to run me and i'll put another little plug into i think i think kids today and, and adults too i mean should become more confident in the stuff around them whether it is the technology which you know you hear older people say oh, i can never use that it used to be a vcr now it's a you know dvd player or whatever the latest technologies i can't use those i want to go back to the old days i think that's crazy I and mean, that's nuts um, to me, we should be moving forward, but with awareness, with total awareness, and then use it as just that. I mean, a technology that, that adds something to our life and doesn't take it away, doesn't trade it off for for the life that we want to have. Yeah, guys, I'm, I've got to go. My uh, refrigerator just told me that I'm low on milk, and I, my driver, driverless car just pulled up, and I'm sending it over to uh, to the racetrack uh, gas station to get to get milk. So I, I should be good to have those cookies with the milk in about 10 minutes. So that's a wrap. Sounds good. <laughs> <All right. laughs>